This winter, join the Washington Post in its fight against hunger, homelessness, and poverty with a contribution to Post Helping Hand. To learn more and donate, visit posthelpinghand.com. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Growing up in Somalia, a country where stories are handed down through generations, one of the first tales that children are told is about an ancient queen who fought to give women power, including by, and really, there's no easy way to put this, well, by castrating men. Her name was Queen Eruelo. It is one of those few stories in Somali culture, especially in oral sort of storytelling that focus on women who were very powerful in their own different ways, but who were also really dominating men. And that, in a way, fascinates people. That's Ali Jamil Ahmed at Queens College in New York. I'm a professor of comparative literature, and I teach African literature, European literature, American literature, and Asian literature. I've, I've sort of really become jack-of-all-trades and master of none. But he is obsessed by one particular story, the story of Aruello from way, way back in 15 AD, which he learned as a boy growing up in Mogadishu, Somalia's capital city. From the very beginning, they will talk about a queen who was very powerful, who really defied the patriarchy. The story begins with the town's council of elders, all men who sat all day under a nice shady tree. Women were not welcome. She would say, why should I really be relegated to doing housework? Or why wouldn't I be able to even bear a spear and a shield and go to fight for the community? Eruelo, she was a precocious young woman, clearly a rebel. So she organized a protest with the other women in her community. So let's do this, she said. For three days, tell your husbands that you were not going to do housework that the man should really tend and care for the kids, that the man should really cook and care for the family. She organized a revolt, a rebellion, and she overthrew the patriarchy. That's the story. The men, of course, didn't like this, and Eruelo became a target. So she decided to hit them where it really hurt, both physically and symbolically. She started castrating all the men in the community, her husband included, of course. It's that moment when she comes to power. And this is where the story gets, how to put it, well, you've heard of the children's game of telephone, right? A story gets passed around in a circle, new details, new layers, maybe even new meanings develop. Now imagine this game of telephone unfolding over thousands of years. It's a story that has some roots, traces in reality, but that sort of really slowly, because it was told and retold for a lot of reasons and because of different ideological sort of really uh, contentions, that it then became a kind of a myth. The story continues that the queen, impregnated before she castrated her husband, had a baby girl, continued her rule, And then, get this, it turns out there was one man left in the community who escaped castration. 
And in an incredible stroke of fate, he got together with the queen's daughter, who got pregnant and gave birth to a boy. Eruello, this ruthless warrior, immediately wants to kill the boy. Males, even her own grandson, represent a great threat. Her daughter says, no, 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 wait till he can crawl. The daughter says, no, 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 wait till he's able to say mama. This goes on and on. Before they know it, the boy is a teenager. Her daughter tells Arawelo, she says, you see, he can now carry a spear and a shield. He will be the one to protect you and me from our enemies. And in a way, in a strange way, uncannily, the queen acquiesces, basically, agrees to her daughter. The men have been aching to get revenge on the queen. The boy's father convinces him that he must kill his grandmother to liberate men everywhere. And so he does, stabbing her to death. The men rejoice. They're back in power. The curtain drops. Supposedly, of course. One of the things that fascinates Professor Ahmed the most about the legend of Arawello is how her story, to this day, is understood so differently by boys and girls, by men and women in Somalia. Her tomb, supposedly, again, when men pass by that tomb, her grave, they throw stones at it and they curse the place. The women, on the other hand, put fresh, moist branches and fresh flowers to this day. And these days, life can be rather harsh for women in Somalia, where inequality is high and violence against women is not uncommon. But Professor Ahmed said Somali women, both there and abroad, find strength in the Queen's story, telling it on social media, in plays, in poems, and song. They are talking and in a way, in celebratory ways, talking about Arawelo, talking about how great the queen she was, talking about the power that they had. And in that sense, I think, b- b- talking about how that could really be repeated sometime in history. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. Contributions to Post Helping Hand go directly to services run by beneficiaries Bright Beginnings and Street Village and So Others Might Eat that provide shelter, food, education, and other services to those less fortunate in the Washington, D.C. region. Learn more at posthelpinghand.com.